Hi everyone, this is Diva from Blood Hunter and you're listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shape metal. Please visit our website, The Metal Pit, at www.themetalpit.org, where you'll find album reviews, interviews, and concert reviews. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit. Uh, and if you're interested in video interviews, video shorts, audio versions of this podcast, uh, please visit our YouTube channel at the Metal Pit 666. And as always, if you have any questions or uh, suggestions or comments, um, please share them with us via email at info at the Metal Pit dot org. Uh, so I'm your host today, Billy, sitting in for uh, Blake, who has the uh, night off. I'm joined by my two fellow Metal Pit, uh, Metal Pit writers, Jim and Ken. Uh, how are you guys doing? Well, we're good, man. Awesome, talking awesome. Talking some good uh, thrash tonight. Yeah, yeah. And then speaking of thrash, well, since I got you two guys uh, on the line, just wanted to say uh, I really enjoyed the uh, podcast you guys recently did on Anthrax, uh, Persistence oh. of Time. That was really a, a good job on that one. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Jim and I had a lot of good times. Good, good times on that one, eh, Jim? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it's one of... I don't want to give things away, but it could be one of my favorites. <laughs> well, that's where I was kind of, yeah, I was going to potentially say that too, right? Given what I heard from you guys, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to hear it, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if if folks haven't uh, heard that one and you're listening to this thrash podcast, uh, by all means, give that a listen to. It was uh, really good. Um, and I think the last time the three of us were together, uh, we've done a lot, the three of us, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say death, spiritual healing might have been the last one. Or do I have that wrong? No, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You got that one right. Yeah, no, that was a fun one. I enjoyed uh, that conversation. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm probably equally excited uh, by the topic this week. Uh, so our band is uh, Forbidden, uh, and we're going to look uh, at 1990, uh, 1990s album, Twisted Into Form. Um, so yeah, I'd be obviously uh, a well-recognized album uh, within the, uh, the 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 thrash genre. So I think we'll have uh, lots of fun there. And then once we uh, sort of go through that uh, track by track and have some interesting conversations, uh, we're going to move to our usual ranking. Um, and we're going to look at the top thrash albums of 1990. I know when we did the uh, death podcast, uh, I believe we did top albums of 1990. So we had death metal, yeah. uh, regular, and we had That's everything right. in there. So uh, yeah. in Forbidden Thrash, let, we'll just focus on thrash today. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, topic. And then before we uh, sort of uh, dive into the specific songs, uh, let's start with uh, a brief history of Forbidden. Uh, they're, they're fairly well known, I'd say, within uh, thrash circles. Uh, they were formed in the uh, Bay Area of California in 1985. 
they were first called Forbidden Evil, but in 1987, they changed their name to Just Forbidden. Um, Forbidden Evil, of course, became their their landmark debut album in 1988. Uh, in my personal opinion, one of the best thrash debuts, uh, debut albums of all time. Um I think interestingly, uh, Rob Flynn from uh, Machine Head fame was a founding member uh, of Forbidden, but he left uh, quite early uh, in the uh, career of uh, Forbidden. Uh, and of course, you can't talk Forbidden without noting multiple breakups, uh, <laughs> member changes, and then obviously multiple breakups means they reunited multiple times. Uh so they actually got through five albums, uh, which is pretty good, I guess, given the length of some of those breakups. Um <clears throat> And then I guess speaking of reuniting, uh, so fairly recently, just in 2023, uh, Forbidden came out and uh, announced they're reforming. Um, so, so I believe we're we're probably due for an album, and uh, the band's currently, uh, uh, you know, doing some shows. Uh, I was checking out some on YouTube. You can actually see them there. Um, and, and you know, on that topic, probably the biggest takeaway. Uh, is that a key member uh, of Forbidden is not returning. Uh, vocalist Russ Anderson uh, is not back. Uh, he's replaced by uh, singer Norman Skinner. Um, so I think we'll talk a bit about that later on. But, I mean, that that's a key note. Uh, he's certainly, uh, Russ is a key part, and I'm sure that'll come mm -hmm. up. Uh, as we talk through the tracks. Um, but there's a few returning uh, members. Um, uh, Craig, and hopefully I've got this right, Low Cicero, uh, returns on guitar. And he's, of course, is a longtime uh, songwriter on the band. So, so there's some consistency there. Uh, Matt Camacho returns on bass. Uh, Steve uh, Smith is back on guitar, who was there for the Omega Wave. Uh, and then we have a new drummer, uh, Chris Conto. Uh, so, um, yeah, so, so I think it'll be interesting to see what uh, Forbidden comes up with. Uh, anything you guys would add on the history that maybe I missed? No, I think you I think you nailed it pretty good. I mean, yeah, they've how many times can you say they've uh, broken up, <laughs> got back together, broken up? So it's like. At least they're consistent. I, I know we were chatting uh, <laughs> earlier. We were chatting before the podcast, like or during the week about La Cicero, and like the guy's been in a lot of different bands yeah. after like Forbidden broke up. So it's not like it's not like this band is like each individual member has not been playing music. So mm -hmm. this is like old hat. I'm I'm sure to these guys now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like this is like the little band that could. I mean. Can you imagine if they had stayed solid and put out like a lot more material and stayed, mm. you know, like, I mean, a few of these albums are just landmark albums, including like the one we're going to be speaking about. <clears throat> it makes almost every top thrash list or the first album. And I mean, it's yeah. just kind of, it's just so much, there's so much potential. I think uh, there was, there was, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll get into the, the uh, conversation later about Russ Anderson and, and is it going to be the forbidden feel? Like for me, I don't know. My vote's kind of out right now until I kind of hear it. Um, you know, for me, it's like, it's kind of Russ Anderson or, or, or broke. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, but I, 
I mean, that, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to like it or anything like that. And I'm always for, uh, you know, uh, if there's definitely, I mean, metal is on the rise right now. We've got so many bands getting back together, like with the Slayer, uh, you know, kind of getting getting back for some shows and that sort of thing. And I think it's it's a perfect time to do this. And uh, I hope there's another album and and tour. And I hope uh, I hope they can really make, you know, make kind of return back to the you know the and these albums need to be heard by young thrash fans today and i think that's that's really really important because they are such big albums yeah well said yeah yeah well according to norman they are going in the studio in may to record so because the sister was already writing lyrics and apparently he's got together with steve to do some uh, uh writing of the music so it looks like the album is going ahead Okay. Great. Yeah. No, that's cool. And presumably they all, uh, again, not, not to front run the later conversation, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> excuse me, the, uh, the voice of Russ Anderson is just so unique and brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to assume that, that Craig is writing this thing to the strength of like Norman's voice. And, uh, you know, because mm -hmm. if you're going to sing Twisted into Form songs, you're always going to be compared. <laughs> To, to rush right so mm -hmm. hopefully the songs are written in a way that brings out you know the strength of the new singer uh and and maybe it's a slightly different direction but you know at least the the vocals will, will match the music yeah but anyways yeah and then maybe just on the uh i know we, sometimes we chat about this but uh, i gotta say the uh twisted into form is probably one of the first albums i ever went out and bought a frame uh and hung it on my wall <laughs> nice what, cool. what do you guys think of the uh, uh the artwork on the album oh it's ken matthew yeah ken matthew's a really good artist he's been doing uh, thrash album covers for years and years and years. I like it. Um, I think I like the first cover for the first yeah. album more. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like okay. it a bit more than this one. I like the two two skulls kind of crashing together, but this, yeah. this is a pretty cool kind of weird out there concept. It's almost very um, very surreal. Yeah. I, I don't mind yeah. it. It's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I saw it. I remember buying it. I have it on cassette, and I just picked it up on re-release. I think the two thousand and eight version. That's got the raw evil uh, three or four tracks from that raw uh, live album, and uh, it's 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 so cool. I mean, I remember going into the Sam the Record Man in the mall, and I remember they had like a display of them, and I bought it just on the artwork, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, I agree, it's it's awesome, and and uh, again, like I just what what a great what a great band. It's like again, it's like the little. It's this band that sh I think should have been so much bigger and and could yeah. have been so much bigger and it's it's just really kind of you know a lot of lot of opportunity there hopefully now so yeah yeah no I mean a lot of a uh, lot of great uh, old thrash bands have reunited and put out some killer material um, so yeah there's a case to to believe this will be successful uh, for sure. All right, cool. Uh, and then, and then I guess I was going to say, you know, where did you guys sort of come across uh, Forbidden? And Jim, maybe that's where you did seeing yeah. the album cover uh, in the store. And I'd say same for me. Uh, you know, my my local Montreal metal shop seeing uh, Forbidden uh, Evil there with the skulls uh, coming at each other uh, on vinyl. So that was a no brainer. Uh, anything uh, on your end, Kent, to highlight? 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's the same as you guys. Like I, I mentioned this in other podcasts. I've been to like my local record shop was like like just down the street from where I lived, and I always go go in there every every new release week for for like thrash albums, and that's where I seen Forbidden as well. So I I would start from the first album from album one. Saw that album, and I bought it because like oh that that cover was so it yeah. just grabbed yeah. you right. Yeah. So it's, it's been the same for me. It's like I. I think we all pretty much have the same experience when it comes to this. Yeah, no, makes uh, uh, makes perfect sense. Um, so yeah, so maybe we'll uh, dive into the album now. Uh, do our usual track by track uh, discussion here. Um, so track number one, uh, "Parting of the Ways," uh, instrumental here. Uh, Jim, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a. Uh, you know, thrash bands are so famous for starting off with a an instrumental. Excuse me, and this is a a great one as well. Uh, uh, you know, the guitar, the acoustic guitar is awesome, and I believe both guitarists because there's Tim Calvert who's no longer uh, with us anymore, uh, unfortunately, uh, and him, and Craig uh, both are you know oh, both yeah. are credited with the uh, acoustic versions on these on this album. So you know, definitely a strong, strong guitar presence on this album for sure. But no, it's wicked. It starts the album off. You're kind of, I remember putting it in I, in my 1988 Ford Escort at the time, putting the cassette in and saying, what the heck is this kind of soft? You know, I want thrash, I want thrash. <laughs> but now I appreciate it a hell of a lot more. And it just leads it right off into the next song, which uh, it's, it's a great lead off. Yeah, no, I think... Uh... Yeah, like I could, it was, it reminds, it always reminded me a bit of uh, Annihilator and Crystal yeah. Man before Alice in Hell, right? Like, uh, you know, the, this little intro, beautiful acoustic guitar. Uh, but it, in my eyes, it's the opening of, of track two, uh, yeah. Infinite. I, I just can't picture yeah. them being separated. But uh, yeah. yeah, anything on your end, uh, Kent? Yeah, um, it's sort of, um, for me, I, I, this is very, very similar to Metallica's call the Cthulhu, just in yeah. terms of the classy, the classy sound and style of it. Mm. So yeah, and like you just said, uh, Jim, and I think you even said that too, Billy, that it was typical for the time for a lot of these thrash bands to sort of start a, an album out with like a kind of a classy instrumental, and you get right into the onslaught with the next song. So yeah, that's that's how I look at it. It is a good, it is a really good start to to an album when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, uh, uh, you know, Jim, I think you said it, but yeah, I mean, both guitar, both guitarists are, are fantastic on this yeah. album. And if you yeah. look at the writing credits, you know, lyrics aside, uh, you know, both guitarists have their hands on all these songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, again, would go a long way to explain uh, guitar-wise why this is so good, but... Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that moves us into track number two, Infinite. Uh, Ken, how about you take us on this one? Yeah, this is a great song. This is a true banger, really. When you get when you think about it, like the riffs, you get lots of really fresh and original riffs. Um, I love the lyrics. That, that's the one thing I like about this album a lot is the lyrics. I think the lyrically, this is a stronger album than mm. the, the than the uh, first album. So like you you know you get this idea of this uh, complexities and struggles of existence and with the idea of perpetual evil what a what's a great great song in my mind and uh it, and it's a great it's a one-two punch you get the instrumental bit and then you get this wicked banger yeah. of a song to start us out so like you can't go wrong right off the bat 
Yeah, and that's a common theme, eh, uh, Ken? Uh, you yeah. mentioned it, you know, obviously on the death podcast, it came up. You guys talked about it on the Anthrax one, like 1990, yeah. uh, you know, greater attention to uh, lyrics, uh, again, popping up here. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think this is a, this is a stronger, stronger album for lyrics-wise. I mean, it's a step up from the original. We all know the original is like, it's really raw. It's really mm-hmm. fresh. Everything is dialed up to 11 with the vocals, the music. <laughs> and then you get this where they kind of pull back a bit. You know, even Russ's vocals tend to be more tempered at times. Yeah. But he still delivers the goods on every song. But, yeah, this is a w- much more controlled, a much more heavier album, and obviously a much more mature sound for them. Yeah, no, no, well said. Uh, how about you, Jim? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, like, Fellow writer Stacia for us would say this is a face melter. And she is a hundred percent she'd be a hundred percent correct. I mean, yep. coming off of that that slower kind of intro, which and I agree that it, these one and two go together, just like Hellion and and you know, Electric Guy for priests. So you know, uh, it's awesome. I mean that that fast groove and the vocals are so sharp on this song and on this album. Like thrash 80s thrash as it was starting to come in like even early slayer you know the vocals weren't as really as clean as you find on this album like on this song he's so clean and it shows that thrash you know here we are heading into the 90s and and we did talk about this like for death um you know on on the death podcast for uh when we did that um that these guys were really showing off how how talented they are as musicians and vocalists. And I mean, I think this is, this has a, and this song too, for me, has a massive Exodus vibe, which would make sense because, I mean, you know, it's, it's from the same, same area and I, I think it's from the same time frame and it's just, it's got a really cool Exodus vibe for me. But no, I, I love this song and those guitars play off each other. It, it's just super yeah. fast. And I mean, and again, the vocals, vocals are so sharp on this. Love it. Yeah, no, no, agree. Uh, I, I remember hearing this this album and, uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, coming off of Forbidden Evil and like a couple things like struck me right away. Uh, obviously, Russ's voice, you know, I think it was already said, he, you know, he's much more mature and controlled. You know, he still has plenty of high notes, but, uh, you know, it is very well controlled, his voice and, you know, one of the best parts of the album, no doubt. Uh, all the musicianship is just tighter the songwriting you know has improved and you know like it's still very heavy and aggressive but but it has this sort of level of of being melodic uh through either through the voice the the voice the vocals uh or through the uh, guitar tones um so i think that really uh worked well um th- this is probably the the most talented lineup uh in mm-hmm. Sweden. um yeah. and just you know one thing i I find the drumming quite interesting throughout the album. And so I guess maybe just a cheers to uh, Paul Bostoff, who did the drumming here, uh, who spent some time in Slayer. I think he's done a lot of uh, interesting drum work uh, throughout the album. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. Just a great track. And, um, you know, it's one of those things hearing it the first time, you know, like this smile on my face. uh, Mm -hmm listening to this like i knew this was going to be a special album uh and it certainly Mm -hmm. was uh okay cool uh out of body out of mind track number three uh ken how about you 
Yeah, this is a really good song too, and and I think the one thing that that stands out is the vocals. First of all, I love the vocals on the song. Mm. Um, I also like the lyrics, and again, we're, this is a common theme with a lot of these uh, kind of like late '80s, early '90s slash albums, where it's like you start exploring the ideas of reality and the idea of consciousness. Consciousness. So I, I find that kind of fascinating for me. So I it, it works well on this song. And again, yeah, this is like, yeah, it's a really, really strong song. And I like, I just love the the way that uh, Russ sings the song and, and really delivers those lyrics. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jim? Oh, man. And you know what? I This song, like I keep, whenever I listen to uh, to these tracks, I've been going through this album. I, I actually bought it long before we even decided we like rebought it long before we decided to do this. But and this has this could this could have been on could have came off of Among the Living. I mean, this is got a really cool Anthrax vibe to yep. it. I yep. think sounds like it's so cool. But I mean that when he yells out of body, gives it kind of a Slayer yell. I love that, and it's uh, but no, this is a another great song, and this would probably be my one B as one of my favorites on the album. Absolutely love it. But uh, no, no, I, I agree with everything Ken said there. It's it's. It's a great song. And again, too, the vocals on it are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, no. The uh yeah, I think Russ is definitely more diverse here uh, in yeah. his vocals, right? He he's using his lower range more uh on this uh on this song, lower to mid-range. You know, yeah, towards the end he has like when that acoustic <laughs> guitar comes in, you know, yeah. he, he does a bit more of his soaring uh, vocals there. Uh so that's really cool. Uh, again, I, I call out the drumming. Like it's just very intricate drumming. There's a lot of cool like listening carefully uh lots of cool symbol work in the background um so yeah you know just agree another great uh great track and it's funny like i started throwing some notes together uh this week and like you know infinite and then i start oh yeah this is one of my favorites <laughs> And then out of body, oh yeah, this is one. And then by like you know step by step or twist it into form, I'm like, uh, screw that. Like there isn't a weak <laughs> song. Like every song is my favorite. So it's just silly for me to try <laughs> figure out what's my first, second, or third uh, best song. But yeah, just and again the songwriting, just really strong uh, songwriting here. Um, and just from a live perspective, I guess out of body uh, and infinite before it are the third and fourth uh, most played uh, songs live uh, from this particular album. Um, the, hands down, the most played song for these guys. Uh, any guess what it is? Not I'd necessarily say... from this album. Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, heads and tails. It's it like triple Chalice, everything else. Chalice of Blood? That's huh? a song they play a lot. Chalice, Chalice of Blood? Yeah. You got that's it. What I, yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> would be. Yeah, that's usually the encore. Like I've seen them a few times, and that's usually the encore. Okay. All yeah, because right. apparently Norman Norman actually sang that song with them just recently <clears throat> live. So it's one of the songs that he was singing. So I guess that's a good way to test out a good litmus test to see if you're if you're going to be their their you know their singer for the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Uh, so we're off to uh, track number four, step by step uh jim how, how about what are your thoughts on this one 
Oh, this would be like my one A, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I mean that that killer guitar riff is just yeah. so good. And the guitar solos are just I mean, that's an amazing song. Yeah. It's probably one of the most recognizable forbidden songs, I think. Uh and it, it it's so good. I mean that chorus, you know, step yeah. by step by I it, it's awesome. And uh no, I love it. You know, you're you're in the middle of the album here and it just it just seems to be getting better and better if it can get better and it seems to and that's why i love this album so much and love this band it's just every one of these songs are just it's like a uh you know it, it's it's like anthemic uh, this song i love it yeah yeah what are your thoughts uh, ken yeah the same um, yeah i like the vocals here this is almost getting to me and it was just, you guys mentioned it, like it's getting into Anthrax territory, the way that yeah. uh, Belladonna sings a vocal. They're very, I, I find that Russ and Joey are very similar in, in a lot in a lot of respects. So they're both fairly original uh, uh, vocalists. But I'm finding on, on this album, yeah, like Step by Step, this could easily be an Anthrax song as well. It's got the same, the same kind of energy, the same mm -hmm. style. And the way that Russ goes from like a kind of a gruff sound to like mm -hmm. these kind of very very flowing, very great soaring vocals. Yeah. And that, that's that's one of Belladonna's traits. So I, I can see that here on this song. This is also one of their more catchier songs. Yeah. And again, the lyrics are really dark because the whole point of the song is that they're discussing the idea of drug addiction, which is a you know a popular a popular trope when it comes to flash metal songs. But this is a very a very, very good song. Catchy riffs. Um, yeah, there's nothing bad about this song. I, I would agree, Jim. This could be like one A easily. easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, it, it's a great one uh, again, um, and definitely better than uh, what was that '80s uh, band, uh, New Kids on the Block? <laughs> they have a step by step. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I, I guess we never thought we'd hear uh, new kids on the block talking uh, on this podcast. No, you so. know, you know what, guys? That, but they they broke down the steps, though. Remember, each member had a step. So you know, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you guys like nailed it, right? There's not, I mean, again, the guitar work and just that guitar, yeah. I love it on this album. And yeah. the other thing, you know, Ken, you hit on it, but just the way Russ builds his vocals, right? It's just yeah. built into higher highs and it just, yeah, it's just fantastic. And um, I guess maybe not surprisingly, uh, given the sing-along uh, chorus, it's the uh, most played live track from this uh, album. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so we move to the uh, title track, track number five, uh, Twisted Into Form. That, that'll that be the second most played uh, track from this album. Uh, Ken, you want to uh, take the lead on this one? Yeah. So, yeah, this is like probably their one of the heaviest tracks on the album. Um, I, I think it's a pretty good song for me. I mean, I guess I always look at the lyrics first. So, again, when you're another trope like criticizing organized religions so I, it's cool they they seem to really um dig this kind of thing um i also again russ has a very similar pattern of vocals yeah and i i do like the fact that yeah it gets it's tempered but it's not like this high-pitched wailing that he did on the first album so here that. he's decided to go so that's why i'm saying i i sort of compare him to joey belladonna in all the ways but belladonna is the same he could do soaring and high vocals but he, he can also down the lower lower register and and really sing a good song 
and Russ does the same here. So it's like, yeah, this is this is like like for me like the all star album for Russ. It just shows that he's such a great vocalist. Yeah, and it's interesting. I get. I, I never thought uh, uh, of the Joey comparison, but but certainly, you know, I, I think you guys both mentioned it. it makes sense, right? They, they yeah. both have uh, uh, similarities uh, in their vocals. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you guys are probably both uh, much bigger uh, Anthrax fans than I am, so uh, perhaps that's why I didn't make the uh, the connection. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think it makes sense for sure. Uh, and yeah. Jim, I think I got you on this one already, right? No, no. I, oh no. Okay. Uh, what I, yeah, what I like about it, it's a great drum track. This has got wicked ah, drum yeah. sound on it. It's wicked, and I love the beginning with that. I don't know what you would call it. It's almost like a dual kind of echoey guitar sound. It kind yeah. of fades in. It's so cool, man. And I like that's what I like. You're half again. You're flying through this album, and it just it's it's another great song. I, I love it, and I. I and yeah, like every part of it is is absolutely wicked. But this is probably my favorite. This one and maybe the next one, the drums on it really, really uh, are predominant on it. And I think it it shows Paul's uh, talents for sure, and why he's gone on to do so many other other projects and stuff. And uh, you know, I, I I think that's he's a f fantastic drummer. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think I had most of the the points you guys did. Uh, you know, drum work really stands out. Uh, you know, and then Ken, you talked about uh, Russ on the vocals again. Yeah. You know, and another one of those where he starts more controlled, uh, lower yeah. mid range, but you know, right around the the high, you know towards the three minute mark, uh, he kind of lets it rip there as well. Yeah. Uh, which really stands out. And the opening, you know, I kind of noted that as well. Kind of starts slow in that uh, yeah. in that opening. But then, of course, the song gets uh, much faster and heavier uh, very quickly. But, yeah, again, just another example of, of the strong songwriting here, uh, no doubt. Uh, so track number six, uh, R.I.P. Uh, it's also uh, by far the, the longest track, uh, <laughs> at about seven and a half uh, minutes. Uh, yeah. Jim, you want to uh, jump in here? Oh, yeah. I mean, seven minutes, 37 seconds <laughs> of pure thrash. And, you know, yep. this would be like a Slayer album would be like four songs <laughs> or three songs, you know, well, like rain and blood anyways. <laughs> yeah, rain and blood. Yeah. That's, I mean, you got seven thirty-seven, and I mean, it's like, that's kind of unheard of back at, you know, uh, you know, just coming out of the eighties, but this, these songs were usually bands would like get to the business quick and it would just be like, for, you know, start middle finish, boom, done. But I, I think it's wicked. It's, uh, and again, the drum track on this is phenomenal as well. And uh, I mean, I love every part of this song. It's it's great. And it doesn't even feel like it's, I'm very much against albums being bloated and stuff added that doesn't need to be. And I like, you know, I like uh, nine, 10 songs on an album and I don't like to go any farther than that because I feel, you know, like off topic, the last Def Leppard album, for instance, I think I had 18 songs on it, which was just, full of a lot of filler and it was bloated all the way out and and you know you can't even rate that i mean how do you rate 18 songs you know i mean you gotta pull out your calculator but anyways uh and, and this just you know there's no bloat on it this song is seven minutes 37 seconds yep. of pure thrash ecstasy it's awesome yep 
Yeah, no, no, for sure. The and, and I guess probably more because of the the song length, but not played very often, which which is yeah. too bad. Uh, maybe about thirty times or so. Uh, uh, but yeah, I guess it's seven and a half minutes. It, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. it's a bit long uh, for the live show, but uh, I I would enjoy it. Um, Ken, wh- how about you? What are your thoughts? Well, this is this actually kind of sort of reminds me of something that you you could hear on. Um, justice for all just yeah. for the length and then the kind of the, the lofty aspirations for making a, a like a writing a long kind of uh th- going into like a thrashy song that has lots of chug has lots yeah. of twisty yeah. moments so yeah I'm, i almost feel like yeah this is like their kind of our reaction to justice for all because it's got a very very similar style all the way through um, and you guys mentioned the drumming. I love that kind of the tribal yeah. drumming in the yeah. the start of the song. It's so great. And then you get right into this. You get right in the riffs, and the song just goes and goes and goes. And again, it's one of their more deeper uh, tracks. Really, when you start thinking about the idea that they're waxing on the idea of human nature and the destruction that we're causing the planet. So it's yeah, it's a it's a really good song. I like this one quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And I guess not surprising, the writing credits go to Craig, Tim, and Paul. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they really, uh, you know, shine on that one. And also kind of interesting, uh, that's the only lyrics that uh, Russ Anderson uh, has credit for. Uh, oh. No, sorry. No, that's not right. I mean, no, he has three. He has yeah, three. three. Yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah, two of them are with uh, Craig, I guess. And that's the only one that uh, Anderson kind of did on his own. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, again, I I think I don't have a lot more to add. Uh, (laughs) You guys uh, nailed that one there. Uh, Just a fantastic track. Um, So that brings us to number seven uh, on the album, uh, Spiral Depression. Uh, Ken, uh, what are your thoughts here? This I I love this. I love where mm. it's placed, and for me, yeah. it's like it has yeah. this haunting yeah. guitar. It's got this like intricate melody, and it kind of evokes this idea of like inner struggle and stuff like that. And also, what I might add is when I when I was listening to it again today, I was thinking this could actually be a song you could throw in on Nightmare on Elm Street because it has that a lot of really kind of horror movie vibes to it. I love it. This is a really, really good. It's not very long, but it's really cool and it's interesting because I'm not too many thrash bands would have gone into this kind of almost yeah. <clears throat> like horror soundtrack kind of feel. But I think yeah. this one kind of nails it. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, you know, like I sort of noted two things here. You know, placement is perfect. Uh, we needed yeah. a bit of a breather uh, <laughs> after the last couple. Yeah. Of tra- so that's cool. I probably wish it was longer. I would have liked yeah. to have explored it a bit more. Uh, but yeah, you know, and then sort of the other thing I noted, uh, it just it, it's very menacing, uh, which I guess is probably my way of saying what you're saying, Ken, that it could be in a horror movie, uh, type yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, but yeah, really good, uh, good break here. Uh, Jim, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, that's all the notes. I, I wish it was longer, too. I, I think it's a great track. And I love the fact that these guys were so ballsy in 90 to throw two instrumentals on there. I think that's that's pretty freaking cool. I mean, that just goes to show. I mean, you've got two guitarists of, of that caliber. Why the hell not? You know, the whole the whole band is uh, 
really, really talented. And I, I love the fact it cuts kind of into some heavy fades. It's really cool. I find it very suspenseful. Like it keeps up the suspense yeah. of you heading through towards the end of the album. And I, I, it's got, like you said, it's perfect placement on the album. A bit of a cool down song, but but on the same token, it kind of is bringing you into another another heavy part of the album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. The uh, I'm just looking at. Does anyone have the total runtime of this thing? I'm trying to add up the the songs. What is it about? Forty five minutes. I think it was about uh, that. Yeah. Or, or actually, this is forty one minutes. That uh, sounds right. Forty one. Yeah. So so yeah, they definitely had some had some time to explore uh, those yeah. uh, instrumentals a little bit more. But oh well, what can you do? Well, Billy, do you think it feels longer to you? Like. Does it come across like it's longer than like say like going down to fifty minutes? Uh, no, I mean, well, when I listen to it, I find mm -hmm. the songs are so enjoyable. It, right. It's like you know, I listened to it a couple times this week, and it just flew by. Right, it felt like twenty okay. minutes by the time the thing, uh, yeah, it's over. But so, but yeah, I mean, at forty-one minutes, I mean, they they could have easily uh, expanded a bit on those instrumentals. Yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. I mean, again, far be it, you know, this is a pretty uh, damn uh, near perfect album. So uh, they know what they're doing more than I do. Uh, and, and I think the other thing, Billy, is that like, for instance, this album was so special, but at the time we probably didn't realize how special it was because there wasn't going to be a lot more coming out of it. Like there's, there's yeah. still albums coming out, but this was so special at the time. I wish it, they would have had a couple extra tracks on it for sure. It would have probably along these veins of these songs, it probably would have even made it that much better. I, I think. Mm. No, I agree for sure. Um, so then that brings us to number eight tossed away. Uh, Jim, you want to start here? Oh yeah. So that fast guitar riff intro, another thrashing song. I mean, it's, you know, you're hitting towards the end of the album here and uh, coming out of uh, number seven there where it's a bit of a cool down. It just picks right back up for where uh, where it left. And it's definitely, uh, you know, Spiral Depressions was definitely a good intro to this song as well, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Ken, how about you? Yeah, I would I would agree. This song I, I like a lot. Um Lyrically, I think it's interesting, you know, talking about the idea of a relationship that started out bad and has gotten worse by the end of it, by the end of the relationship, which is interesting. The other thing I'm going to note again, I'm going to go back to the uh, Belladonna comparison because on this song yeah. specifically, yeah. I yeah. first thing I thought was persistence because there is a, a lot of more uh, like kind of melody there that sort of reminds me of uh, the way that Belladonna was singing on there. The, the Russ is it's like almost a repeat pattern. So it's a really, really strong song. And I it's one of the better songs on the album. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I find uh, Russ's, uh, his vocals definitely are more melodic here. Uh, slightly less thrashy than, than some of the other songs. Uh, I mean, the song itself is is probably slightly less aggressive than some of the other stuff. Uh, but I mean, that's not saying a lot because <laughs> I mean, the album's pretty aggressive and heavy. So, but yeah, just a, a super catchy chorus. Uh, one of the, uh, the, the catchiest choruses, I think uh, once again, the leads, you know, forget about it. Uh, and love Russ's scream uh, at the very at end. The end. He sort yeah. of yeah. passed away. Uh, it's kind of, 
getting into forbidden evil uh, territory. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So then, uh, unfortunately we're down to the last track yeah. <laughs> and that's the way I feel when I listen to it. Uh, one foot in hell, uh, Ken, you want to uh, take the lead on this? Yeah, this is, this song is ends the album off perfectly for me. Yeah. It's like riff centric pretty much. Like you want riffs, yeah. listen to this song and you'll get it from start to finish. Yeah. Um, there's like a heavy chug right from the start. Again, I think it's with some of these out these thrash album bands with where they like lyrics about talking about religion. For some reason, it just goes hand in hand. It's a trope, but it always seems to bring the best out of musicians when they start waxing on the ideas of religion. And so it's very interesting for me. Um, I love it. I I think uh, Russ's vocals are are dead on here. They're perfect, and this album ends off. It's like a perfect way to end the album. Yeah, no, it, it's it's strong. Uh, I was going to say it's one of my favorites, but I'm catching myself again <laughs> because they're all they're all my favorite. Yeah. But but yeah. that that part, like I don't know if it's halfway or towards the end, where it's just sort of Craig and Tim uh, trading yeah. off on the guitar leads, it's just like fantastic. I love it. And Russ has like you know some really memorable lines, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like at one point he's like he's like, "Please, Lord, help me up." Uh, like <laughs> yeah. I love that line. You know, amazing. Yeah. And then that last minute, like Russ is like, it could be his best like vocals. Uh, uh, at the end like really like you know fast vocals like uh, just outstanding song and yeah i agree perfect way to uh to end this uh masterpiece of an album if i do say so uh but yeah. jim we'll give you the uh, last word oh yeah this to me it's kind of got a crossover sound to it too it's so aggressive it's got it reminded me of DRI, like something off of <laughs> DR, like a DRI sound. And it's, I mean, it's those riffs, those drum, the pounding drums. And I love Russ's vocals where he goes from thrash vocals to kind of more of a harmony on a couple of the lines, like, you know, one foot in hell. And he kind of just, he really sings it out. And I think it's a great song. And it, one of the, again, too, I'm saying the same thing after I've already picked my 1A and 1B, but this could easily be, probably one of those on another day of the week but it's just an aggressive way to end off what i consider a thrash masterpiece of an album so yeah yep yeah a thraster piece uh, yes <laughs> uh all right cool so so i guess we come to that time uh I, you know if i'm a pet <laughs> man i know where we're going here uh yeah. but uh i guess we'll go through the uh the formality here uh rate the album uh ken over to you. Oh, well, you already know. It's 10 out of 10. Right taking a, ripping a page out of Jim's book. It's a 10. It, there's, you know, like, it, really, the, when you're saying all the songs, like, every song is good. There's not, like, 1A, yeah. 1B, 1C. They're all equally good, and they all, it just works overall for an album. So you can't, you can't say anything but 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Jim? Oh yeah, ten out of ten. There's no, there's no filler on this. There's not even a like skippable song. You want to listen to all of it, and I think that you know, again too. I'm so like so dragged out. I, I hope to God they really do the like the new lineup does it justice, and we can get or the new singer, I should say, <laughs> does this justice, so we can really, really kind of sink our teeth into more more releases because I think. 
I think there there needs to be, and this this album is just so memorable. I I love it, and uh, yeah, I I think like again, I'm usually the one who's against bloat and longer albums, but I wish there was a couple more tracks on it. Yeah. I know the 2008 re-release comes with four or five tracks off of the raw evil from 1989, which is pretty cool. And yeah, you're right. Chalice of blood is on that. So, uh, you know, and it's, it gives you a little bit of some extra there. So it's almost like two albums in one, but uh, no, this, this is a 10 out of 10. It's, it's one of the best ones from 90 and it may make my list. Yeah. Yeah. Not It may. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly uh, no surprise. I'm going 10 as well. I mean, my only complaint is I wish there was more. Uh, yeah. So if that's your scenario, then I guess that's a good thing. But I just wanted to pick up on one thing, Jim, you said. Uh, I noticed here uh, uh, on the track listing here on Wikipedia, they have that 2008, some of the extra tracks from Live Evil. But this thing says there's also uh, a priest cover a victim of changes is that on there yeah it's really cool it's part of the it's under the uh live evil portion of it and yeah victim of changes is on there it's wicked so how does russ do on that oh it does great does great sounds amazing sounds like a really if you can you know it's a heavy song to begin with but really heavy song so Hmm. it's great i like it and then they always say, uh, uh, Wikipedia, you can't trust that thing. Well, here's a reason not to trust it because the, the mm-hmm. they have this thing called professional ratings, uh, and yeah. the average rating on this is like two and a half out of five, uh, what? which is just ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Who- uh so yeah it just throws the validity of this whole website in the garbage yeah yeah, right now (laughs) but oh well um so yeah so so we're all in full agreement uh no surprise there for anyone listening to us uh jabber on about all the amazing songs um so speaking of this album let's put it in the context of the the full discography uh sort of how does this sit in uh with your ranking and and what's your favorite forbidden album oh that's a good one that's a good question i don't know like for me it's uh it's a toss-up between the first two albums yeah they're, they're both equally good one has a the first album is like you said it earlier, Billy. That it's like it's a classic thrash album that hits you right in the gut, and then you get this where it still hits you in the gut. It's just a bit more professional than the first mm. album. So it's like you you really I I don't know if you can separate one and two. They're almost it's like one <laughs> and two or one and two. That's it. You can't go anywhere else. Everything else afterwards, <laughs> nah. Green distortion. Uh, Omega Wave was was okay, but yeah, the first two really. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I mean, for me, I, I can rank them. Uh, I mean, one and two is very tough, as you said, Ken. But for me, in my mind, there is no compare. I mean, Twisted into Forms number one, uh, Forbidden okay. Evil for me is is I mean, incredibly close second. Uh, yeah. You know, three would be Omega Wave because I find yeah. they got back more uh, towards the you know the the Twisted into Forms sound, uh, and then just I just couldn't get into Green and Distorted. Uh, yeah, it was just too different um 
but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who might like those two best, but, uh, you know, all the power to them. Uh, Jim, what are your thoughts? I mean, so this kind of like a lot of people, uh, you know, like in Metallica's discography, you know, my favorite Metallic albums, Kill 'Em All. I love the first album. I mean, and a close second would be Ride. And I mean, a lot of people pick Lightning first because they find the production on the first album. You know, the original, I'm talking the original, not obviously the remixes and stuff, but the, uh, or the remaster, sorry, uh, you know, a little bit more, a little bit rougher. But I mean, there's a place for both of them. It'd be pretty equal. I love the original album for the fact of how basic sounding it was. And yes, then they took it to another level hitting uh, their second album. And I mean, but but it would be a tight one and one with those first two albums. I agree with the uh, what you said, Billy, putting them with Omega Wave next. And then after that, it really dropped off for me, um, you know, and I, I, I lost interest. So it kind of that kind of sucked. That's why I think that, you know, this would be, this is the perfect time for a new a new album and a new like let's try to get something going here with a with a new sound that's relevant but maybe leaning towards some of the original uh stuff they've success they had yeah and that probably leads into <laughs> to my <laughs> next question right so uh and jim you you already somewhat tackled it i think with yeah. Uh, some of your comments already, but so forbidden reformed, uh, new vocalist Russ is in there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'll start on this one. I, I, <laughs> I guess I feel pretty passionate, uh, about this, but I, I it just, it, for me, Forbidden's one of those bands that, uh, you know, the singer always is, is obviously a key part, uh, of any band and, and they're very hard to replace uh yeah. but but you know like i think russ is just so good right like he, you know and that that unique you know he, he can do the lows the mids uh and the highs and there's not many thrashingers that can do it you know he's such a, a critical part of the band like i just think it's impossible to replace him so i don't think yeah. we feel you know I think the new material is going to sound different than, than Twisted uh, and Forbidden Evil because mm -hmm. the new singer is going to make it sound quite different. What I have hope and, and you know, just like, you know, you, you said, uh, Jim, like I'm eager to listen to it and we'll give it a try. You know, you, you certainly got Craig, who's a consistent songwriter all the way through there and Steve Smith, uh, who also was a writer on Omega Wave. So, you know, musically, I, I think it has uh, a lot of a promise like the only thing that i don't know i don't know if you guys listen to some of the youtube youtube uh, clips of the recent shows like, like i think norman is like, like a good singer but like I, I couldn't help but but being left with the main impression is when he's singing these first two you know like particularly the songs i listened to were from twisted into form but it felt yeah. like he was stretching to get there like yeah like, yeah to me, it felt like clearly out of his range. He was going into some kind. I mean, I'm no vocal expert, but like whether it's called falsetto or so, like he was just trying this like alternative way to do some highs. But I don't know. It, it just it, it didn't sound right to me. Um, but 
you know, like I'm actually going to see them uh, in about three weeks at a uh, Hell's Hero. So uh, I'll get a chance to kind of judge for myself. And, uh, you know, hopefully maybe we'll get a, a new song, maybe, which would be the best way uh, to hear how Norman will fit in. Um, yeah. But, but Ken, uh, how about you? What are your thoughts? Well, the thing is, uh, today I sat down and I watched a lot of YouTube interviews yeah. that he did. And he... Obviously, Norman knows that he he's stepping into he's stepping into some big shoes. Hmm. So he did state that when it comes to singing classic songs, he's going to do his best to kind of honor to honor what Russ had Russ's contributions uh, vocally. So I thought that's kind of cool. I mean, that's the I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's the best way you can approach it. There's no yeah. other way to approach it but do that. You're not Russ. You're never going to be Russ. But he's going to try and honor Russ's style as best as he can. So it's never going yeah. to sound the same, yeah. no matter what we talk about. I would agree with you guys. You know, Russ is um, the top pillar, and anything that comes after him, it's just not going to be the same. But I'm I'm willing to give it a try, based on the fact that, well, Norman has a couple of bands. He he's been in a Magica, where that's kind of like power thrash. He's in his another power th- uh, more of a power metal band called Nevian which is his, and his solo stuff, Skinner. So he has a good enough range, and I think he understands that. Mm-hmm. Now, he did say that he hasn't sang pure thrash in years, so he does admit openly that, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to compete with Russ on that level. But I think he's an accomplished enough vocalist to make it work. It's not going to sound the same, and we, we all know that. No matter what yeah. happens here, it's just yeah. not going to yeah. sound the same. Now, he did say something that I thought was interesting in one of the interviews I watched today. And he said that the way that Russ and uh, Craig worked is that Craig wrote all the, all the songs and then he would start writing the music. And then, and then of course, Russ would come in afterwards to contribute. And that's the same way that it sounds like they're going to approach it this time. So Craig is going to sit down, write all the lyrics, write the music, and then they'll bring in Norman to add his flourishes to the to the what what's what's been what will be recorded so mm. so I, I guess it could be good i mean i i'm like you i mean i I'm, I'm i'll give it a go i'm not saying i'm i'm going to love it but you know i mean you have to give the guy the opportunity to try and i think once they get into the studio <laughs> and write new music we'll have to see we'll have to base it from there right yeah, no, you got to give it. Yeah, I think we all, I think we all kind of had the same view then. Like, let let's give it a shot. Uh, not yeah. going to be able to replace Russ, but uh, you know, given Craig is writing the material musically, uh, hopefully we get pretty close to the to the uh, forbidden sound, and then let's see what the uh, vocals sound like. I didn't realize uh, he had that many other projects. Uh, yeah, Norman, yeah. the new singer. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll look at some of those and give them a listen to. Um, but you're right, Billy. It is hard, like, to go into a different direction with a new singer. I mean, we could never imagine anybody like fronting Motorhead, you know, yeah. like, you know, and or and look, and something as silly and as basic as even Motley Crue, when the switch out happened there, you know, they yeah. lost a lot of their fans. Even though I thought that Karabi was probably a better singer than Vince Neil ever was, but uh, you know, not my style, but uh, still they had to go back and bring Vince back in because they, by that time they had alienated most of their fans. Yeah. So yeah. it is, it is hard. You're right. And, and I mean, 
And there's a part of me that's that's I'm hopeful because I'm that I'm usually a glasses half full person, but yeah. it, there is always that in the back of my mind, like you know we don't want to turn this into like something that's not not going to be good. But I, I think it's like you say, the writing probably will be there, the musicianship will be there. So hopefully, uh, well, I guess time will tell. And and hey, in a few weeks you'll be able to tell us all like what you yeah. what you think about it. So you're going to witness it. Yeah, so. I know. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kind of <laughs> see there. And I guess uh, another one example I find that uh, so so agree. Vince Neil is a good one. <laughs> Although I guess Vince Neil is not the technically the greatest. Singer. No, no. But but yeah, he, he's the voice of Molly Crew. So yeah. hear you. But the other one was you know a couple of years back, I guess before the pandemic, uh, was Sanctuary, right? Like to me, oh World yeah, yeah. Worldine and uh, Russ are probably two of the best, like most versatile thrash singers there are. And Sanctuary, you know, after Russ died, uh, not Russ, uh, sorry, um, uh, after uh, World died, uh, Sanctuary replaced them with, with like a, a completely yeah. different singer and moved on fairly quickly. So, yeah, I'm, I guess at the end of the day, and, you know, Power Trip uh, is about to do it, uh, replace Riley. I mean, I guess the band has the right to continue um but it doesn't mean fans are gonna like it equally i guess exactly oh well cool uh so uh, uh let's briefly chat about uh seeing forbidden live uh jim or, or ken uh, have you guys uh, had the chance to see them no, unfortunately never, no I've never yeah not me neither Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so I was able to, uh, not that many times, I would say probably four times. Uh, oh, cool. but I, I did get to see them like in 1989, uh, in Montreal on the, uh, Forbidden Evil tour. Uh, and cool. also like, uh, in 1990, uh, the Twisted, uh, tour, uh, in Montreal as well. That one, I, I, I'm, I've been searching my memory. I think they were uh, playing with Death Angel, uh, but but don't okay, cool. On that. Um, and then I saw them when I lived here in Toronto. So I thought maybe uh, Ken, you would have saw them. But in 2010, uh, they played yeah. with some of the British thrash bands. Like yeah, you know, I know, I know. Oh, you didn't get to see that one. No, no, I missed that. I, I, I knew about that show, but I, I was, okay. I had okay. uh, prior engagements, so I couldn't make it. But I want, I kicked myself for missing it, though. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. So yeah, and the, and the only thing I'll say is, yeah, uh, I thought Rush was amazing live, uh, and maybe it depended whether you got him at the beginning of the tour or the end. Yeah. Of the tour. <laughs> But his voice to me was fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I thought they were great. And, and there's actually one or two YouTube clips of like the 1990 tour. If you go on, uh, okay. some people sort of converted it to like YouTube. I don't know what they would have been filming with those giant cameras in <laughs> 1990, but uh, it, there's some amazing footage of Russ singing. Uh, and just, I mean, they were ferocious live. Um, so yeah, yeah, take a look at that if you guys haven't seen it. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, so I think that probably ends our uh, Forbidden Deep Dive. Uh, any last words you guys want to do on uh, Forbidden? No, well, they're a great band. Uh, they, um, yeah. I'm glad that they're still around, and we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and find out how Norman does. Yep. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, sorry, Jim, did I cut you off? Were you going to add something? No, no. 
No, okay. all good, all good. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so let's move to the uh, ranking segment. Uh, so as we talked about 1990, because of course, Twisted Into Form was released in 1990, uh, our top 10 favorite thrash albums. Uh, so Ken, let's uh, start with you. Okay. All right. So uh, number 10, I'm putting Annihilator Never Neverland, which is an album I really, really like and dig. Uh, yeah. At number nine, I'm putting A Trophies, Violent by Nature. Um, that album I really, really liked a lot. It's a, a pretty catchy thrash album. Um, of course, now they've released their new one just recently, so that's that's great that they're back in business. Yep. Uh, at number eight, I'm putting Flotsam and Jetsam, No Place for Disgrace, an album that I absolutely love. I think it's better than the first album. Um, it's it's a pure classic. Uh, number seven, that's where I'm going to slot Forbidden, Twisted, and Deform. And it's it's hard because... I would like to rank it higher, but there's just so many other thrash bands that came yeah. up for me that were so like that that were so impressionable on me that I just couldn't do it. Um, so number six, I'm putting Testament Souls of Black, which is an album I really liked. Uh, number five, I'm putting Creator uh, Coma Souls, which I'm, I'm a huge Creator fan, so I suck it there. Number four, Destruction's Crack Brain, which is an album I really really liked. Oh, I like that I mean, too. Yes. Yeah, different vocalists. Different vocalist, but I but I I like that album a lot, and I yeah. love the album cover. That was one of those albums that I saw instantly and grabbed and bought and loved it to death, and still do yep. to this day. Uh, number three, I'm putting Megadeth, Rust in Peace. Mm. What can you say about that? Number two, it's going to be Slayer's Season in the Abyss again, another classic in my mind, and of course Anthrax, Persistent Time, number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, very cool. The uh, yeah, no, great, uh, great list there. I have a feeling there might be a couple duplicates with Jim when he goes. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, let it, let it go, Jim. What do you got? I've got number ten, Flotsam and Jetsam, No Place, and I agree. I think it's it's one of the yeah. their strongest. I love that album. Love that album. Number nine, Coma of Souls, Creator. <laughs> uh, um, number eight. I went with Lights, Camera, Revolution by Suicidal. Yes. Um, you know, cool. a lot of people would argue whether it's a full-on thrash, but I believe that's a full-on thrash album, so I don't I don't care. Uh, number seven, uh, The American Way, uh, Sacred Reich. Absolutely love that band. Love that album. Yeah. Uh, what number am I at here? Number six, Persistence uh, of Time, Anthrax. Very similar. I mean, it's just, again, too... It's squeezing these top sticks out that that everything kind of falls into line here because I've I've got a couple of favorites of my number five Death Angel Act three. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, you saw that tour you said that would have been nineteen ninety. That probably would have been that album, uh, uh, Billy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, the, the first two. I mean, that that's a masterpiece album as well. I mean, I love Death Angel. So, uh, but that that was kind of their their big. Uh, I consider that their of a black album for them i guess because the i love the first couple so uh number four never never land annihilator i go back and forth between which is my favorite out of the first two um you know but this one here in 1990 wicked wicked album number three will be this uh twisted into form number two seasons and number one rust in peace megadeth so i gotta go you know i love megadeth love uh love slayer so and those two could go in either one slot or two slots so (laughs) okay cool 
so yeah, so as I suspected, uh, <laughs> I, I sort of did my uh, top 10 and basically the order may have been different, but basically with the exception of maybe two albums, everything you guys said would have been in my top 10. So okay. I wanted to do something slightly different. Uh, so uh, what I decided to do is pick uh, staying fully within the rules, 10 th favorite uh, or 10 thrash albums from 1990. But I decided to pick lesser known albums that I love, ah, uh, not okay. done by like the big names, which of course, cool. you know, uh, you know, you threw a, a curveball, and you'll see why in a second, Ken. Uh, but I, I knew it would all be the big name, so I wanted to kind of do something different. So uh, my ten are, uh, and, and I, I didn't do these in in a particular uh, order here. Um, okay. But so I did also have atrophy, violent by nature. So cool. I, that's what I meant to curveball. I, I didn't think you uh, <laughs> anyone was going to say that one. Uh, but yeah, that in 1988, socialized hate, uh, two like uh, amazing thrash albums. Yeah. Uh, I always found their style of thrash really like you know lots of hooks and catchy chords. Yeah. So uh, great band. Um, my number two, I talked about it on our our best Canadian bands, uh, but Oblivion from this oh, day forward. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, you know uh, that's 1990. That would have made my my <laughs> real top ten. You know probably. Yeah. 10 or 9 uh but from like quebec uh canada you know the mus musicianship is off the charts and yep. you know, their stuff's been you know cds were, were going for 50 60 bucks uh of this wow. stuff. the uh the good news is uh flaga records out of germany has re-released all the vinyl so I, oh, cool. I, you can get it now. I bought it all on vinyl and Awakening uh, Records uh, is releasing everything on CD uh, over the next couple months with all bonus tracks. So uh, anyone nice. who likes that, now is the opportunity to catch up. Cool. Uh, uh, another band that would have made you know my top 10 probably like in in the bottom two uh, but Mekong Delta Dances of Death. Oh yes, yes. Um, just, just amazing technical thrash from Germany, uh, often yeah. consisted of top talent from other thrash bands, and they often, you wouldn't even know. There'd be all this talk about who's playing that guitar. Uh, yeah. So really cool. This particular album, uh, they're tacky, tackling like classical music uh, pieces. Uh, like there's like a 20, like two minute opus on this thing. Uh, that's a famous like Russian classical piece. Um, so very cool. Uh, another one, Anna Crucis, uh, their yep, album yep. Uh, Reason. So you know, just the first two albums, great thrash albums. The whole catalog's amazing, uh, but they became you know slightly the thrash toned down and the progressiveness increased with all future albums. But Ken Nardi, uh, uh, you know the, the the leader, just really unique vocals in the band. So killer stuff. Uh, recommend anything uh, by those guys. Uh, my favorite UK thrash band uh, Zentrix. Uh, oh, oh yeah yeah yes. cool right for whose advantage like you know one of my favorite albums shattered existence the zentrix first album you know this is you know a little bit more mature perhaps uh a bit like the, the forbidden discussion we had uh it's yeah. a maturing sound but still excellent um I i'm gonna go uh an album called weapons of warfare uh oh, by yeah. deliverance yeah uh, um yeah i think it's a great thrash album uh you know like uh, 
they're often sort of labeled as Christian uh, music thrash, but you know the Christian messaging is is not in your face. Clearly, the, the music comes first. So I think it's it's a great album. Uh, I like I like most of the the Deliverance uh, catalog. Um, next up, uh, a band called uh, uh, Realm. Uh, oh, great killer, band! Great band! Yeah. yeah. Right, like 1990, they had, and I'm yeah. not even sure how, like Suicide or like S U I C I E T. I think, yeah, Suicide, yeah, Suicide, I think is what Suicide, okay, yeah, Suicide. Uh, yeah, that and you know, like uh, 1988's Endless War, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just, just, uh, oh, great. I'm just gonna say criminally underrated band. Uh, I would agree. Stupid underrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also going to uh, similar to Deliverance, uh, a band called uh, Tourniquet. Uh, right. Stop. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, those guys are great. Yeah, no, amazing, right? And they're also, you know, lumped along with Deliverance is like yeah. Christian music thrash. But again. Yeah forget classifications and doesn't matter what your religion is it's just great thrash music yeah uh, um and then yeah i got uh i got two more which is to fill out my 10 uh artillery by inheritance oh nice. i knew you were um, going to mention artillery yeah so <laughs> third album you know danish uh thrash band yeah. Just fantastic guitar work, excellent songwriting. Uh, they're actually coming to Toronto. Uh, in Didn't a they just yeah. release? They just released a live album. On yeah, exactly. Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them live. They're great live. Yeah, yeah. No, great stuff. And then I'm going to uh, end with uh, uh, X Hoarder Slaughter in the uh, Vatican. Oh yes, yes, another uh, great album. So yeah, groove metal meets thrash, yeah. uh, thrash metal, super heavy, uh, great and interesting because I'm reviewing now for the Metal Pit the new Exhorter album, uh, oh, cool. uh, which comes out in like two weeks. Uh, I, I think it's another great album, but um, so yeah, a slightly different approach. Uh, probably my number one, if I did it fairly, would be uh, Rust in Peace. Uh, would have had the okay. Forbidden album up there. I would have had the Anthrax album on. It would have been very similar. Um, and I was debating to put Sacred Reich. Jim, I know you had that there. Oh, I love it as well. So yeah, um, I have one honorable mention. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I to, yeah, so I had a Syndical McScrency from uh, Hellwitch. I love Hellwitch uh, from Florida. Okay, yeah, 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 they're cool, man. Uh, you know, they they haven't they just put out a new album last year, but that one was a really cool one too. I just rebought it, remastered. They just re-released it. A lot of those old Hellwitch ones. There's not very many. I think there's two or three, and a lot of them are EPs. So, uh, but that one was a, a great one as, as as well. But that was my sort of kind of hovering and it just kind of got pushed out to 11. <laughs> well, I got a couple. I, I could have easily added uh, Sacrifice uh, on there yeah. as well because that was a good album. That would Razor have been, what? That would have been uh, uh, Soldiers of Misfortune. Soldiers, Soldiers of Misfortune. Yeah. yeah, that's a great album. Um, uh, Billy, do you know of a band called Grinder? German yeah, yeah. band? That, yeah. They put Dead End out that, that in 1990, which is a really good album too. So mm. that was one of those lesser known thrash Trash bands that I that that I also think is really good, yep. but there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of really good metal albums in 1990. Yeah, and I think like Harmony Corruption by Napalm Death was another yeah. one that I yeah. I really liked. I kind of forgot about that one. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, was that Defiance? 1990? Yeah, I, I, I think about it that was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 it was. Not, yeah, it was that year. 
Okay, cool. Well, any others, uh, Ken? I mean, I basically gave um, Ken <laughs> I, I honorable mention. So. Like Defiance, you could have put Defiance on yeah. it. They had uh, Void Terraforma. Um, Sodom had uh, Better Off Dead on uh, yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, Celtic Frost had Vanity Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. You know, that was a return to form album for those guys. Yeah, I agree. God. Yeah, like there's, there was so many good albums out that year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of good stuff to for folks to uh, check out if you don't know these albums for sure. Yeah. All right. So I think that closes out our our ranking uh, component and uh, most of the uh, today's podcast. Uh, any last words, uh, Jim uh, or Ken, uh, to close things off tonight? I I really hope I really hope uh, people really go back and. And check out, I hope the younger fans really go back and check out a lot of the original, the two Forbidden, you know, the first three Forbidden albums yeah. and go back and check them out. And I, I really hope that happens because uh, this is a band that definitely needs, I think, should deserves a lot more love than than what they get. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I wish they would have like it would have been. A career like even death to some extent where it just kept going with uh you know and they they kept releasing so many strong strong albums but uh anyways uh hopefully that'll happen with with maybe if anything um and, and i wish them all the best success and hoping that they can really nail down uh their sound for sure yeah would agree and yeah. it's like if you want a podcast listen to thrash just listen to the three of us talking about thrash because we all grew up pretty much in the same era. Oh yeah. So we all pretty much love thrash. So we know it like from, you know, beginning to end. And yeah, yeah whenever yeah. we have a, one of our podcasts, it's great because we always get together to talk about some of these great bands and forbidden is definitely one of them. Yeah. And there's a lot more to cover, right? <laughs> I think we have <laughs> like a running list with like a good, like uh 20, 30 <laughs> albums still there. Well, we yeah. have to, we have to try and hit Blake up for heathen for uh victims of deception I would yeah. mind, that would be a great album to cover yeah he then we haven't done a, a jim you had sacred reich we haven't done a yeah. yeah album i mean there's so many it, it's not even funny like have we ever done a creator album no no which is not crazy yeah yeah so i would yeah. agree yeah. Uh, yeah i would say the whole uh a german big four we haven't done nothing no no nope. yeah all right. Well, like I said, still lots to go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Cool. So yeah, I, I, you know, guys, just wanted to uh, thank you, uh, Jim and Ken, for joining. Uh, cool. I, I, once again, always enjoy uh, getting together with you guys. Uh, you know, fun conversation. Uh, really enjoyed it, and you know, just wanted to thank you uh, for for participating in the podcast um of course thanks to everyone listening because otherwise well hell we would probably still be here talking about this stuff <laughs> if no one was, no one was yeah. what the hell let's be honest uh but anyway uh so yeah so so uh next week's podcast please uh check it out of course wednesdays our, our podcast always drops uh don't have a topic just yet i think uh uh folks are still working through that so uh, it'll be a bit of a surprise but yeah thanks uh everyone and uh look forward to uh the next uh podcast have a good night all